in the name of Odin, I challenge you to watch Vinland Saga because it is fantastic. And we're going to talk about the first 12 episodes this week on Shonen and Suds. Great Odin's Raven, how are you today, sir? Oh, man, I'm good. Chris, we are, we are here for a special uh, early bird edition of Shonen and Suds. That's right. It's like Shoney's <laughs> on a Wednesday. That's right. We, <laughs> we just got done. We got through our lunch break, and we're already ready to crack cold ones. And uh, Dude, pretty much. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Am I right? That is Am right. I right? That is right. But, of course, yeah, we're, we're back to this. T- See, I'm jumbled, Chris. I, I need, that's I, right. I need You're not used to drinking this early during the week. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, we are back. Or maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe I am. Um, but we're back to discuss the first 12 episodes of Vinland Saga. Um, it was super solid, man. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I kind of binged it all over these last two days. Um, mm-hmm. And it was. It's bingeable. a good binge. Like, like, it's it, a good. It's a very bingeable show. Like the the story just flows so well. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually, I had watched it previously. I actually binged all 12 episodes in the last couple of days for the second time around, and I loved it just as much. Yeah, it's a super solid show. I, I really don't have many gripes outside of uh, uh, maybe like the ending of these episodes are getting a little bit boring, but it's gearing up for mm-hmm. a big thing, so. Yeah, they definitely slow us down tremendously. They, they cut the pace almost in half, if not more than in half, and but like you said, we can see the gear up for the next twelve episodes because we're we're all we're all getting positioned here for for the the big showdown here at uh, I guess at King Swain's camp. But you know what, Cody? We are also positioned for the next episode of Shonen and Suds. We are back. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and I am Cody Snodgrass. And yeah, man, you know you enjoyed taking off work so much yesterday. You fucking did an encore. That is right, Chris. This is my second day calling in in a row. I've become a slacker. Uh, <laughs> You're officially that guy. In all reality, Chris, my, my favorite phone game is coming to a close, so I've just been playing it the last two days while watching uh, Vinland Saga and, of course, Dahmer mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix. Oh, man. I've been... Yeah, and it's funny. We can talk about that for a second. I, I, I've been watching... I look, I, it's been getting a lot of heat for you know like insensitivities for you know because it's it's very it's a it's still a very like fresh wound i would assume for for victims families and things like that because right. i mean even though like for me like 1991 92 like i remember like hearing about this guy like in school i remember like having the news on getting like up to minute like information about like the Dahmer trial and things like that so like, and again, I was young. I'm in like sixth grade at this point, right? So, but, or even maybe even fifth grade, like I, I, fifth or sixth grade. So I'm still young and impressionable, but I just remember it being, and then of course it was the brunt of all the jokes for the remainder of the nineties, but it's good. Like it's a good show. Yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think I'm on, I'm on episode seven now, seven or eight. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost done with it. Uh, yep. obviously quick, it took a quick detour to, Crank out the 12 episodes of Vinland Saga, which were also fantastic. Netflix is just, mm-hmm. that's all I've been watching uh, all this week, pretty much. So, Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And then, of course, we've got the classic, at least on the, well, my wife and I are going to be on Disney Plus tomorrow night because Hocus Pocus 2 will be on streaming 
tomorrow night. So I don't know if you're a big Hocus Pocus guy there, Cody, Uh, but we are. I have uh, my roommate's girlfriend. Uh, She will be, Uh that'll be like a holiday here. Uh, She's been putting up all the Halloween decorations, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's a big Hocus Pocus fan. Um, actually, funny enough, Chris, I saw a post on the Record Keeper Reddit where it was like, mm-hmm. don't think of September 30th as the day after Record Keeper. Think of it as the day Hocus Pocus 2 comes out. <laughs> See, <laughs> even they know. Even they know. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's going to be tuning in for that. Plus, you know, it's spooky season, Chris. It, it, it's it is. It is here. Um, it is. I love it. It's my favorite time of year, dude. Like, I'm just Because I'm just such a big horror movie guy. I might actually, you know, I love horror movies, and there's this new one coming out called Smile. It comes out actually tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, I've been seeing. I the... might go. I'm, I might go see that while my wife's at work tomorrow. I might go make a little early matinee appearance because I, I've been, I've been reading a lot on that, and I've been hearing a lot. I've heard it's like super, super solid and very eerie. And I, I love scary stuff. Like I want to be frightened out of my fucking sneakers this time of year. You know what I mean? Like I want that for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I watched Purge last night, the original Purge. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that in a while. Um, and then I, the week before I saw The Invitation, I would not recommend going to see that. That was a... Uh, oh, boo. Boo. I tried because I wanted to see that. I, I, I like vampire-esque things. It was good until you found out they were vampires. Like, mm. then it took a real, real tacky turn. Oh boo! You hate to see that. You hate to see the uh, you know, I don't know. What am I trying to say? Like the the lazy, the lazy turns. Yeah, the buildup was real good, and then mm-hmm. it like turned into like, oh, did you buy those things at the dollar store? Okay. Oh no, uh, boo! I hate to see it. But yeah, but uh, you know, yeah. Cody, we didn't get Vinland Saga at the dollar store. That's for damn sure. <laughs> this is true, Chris. This is coming out of Wit Studio. This is absolutely fantastic. Um. Yeah, I agree. So and, it's been a good week for anime. I've actually been watching this. I've uh, I've gone down the annual rabbit hole now. Um, you know, I've got Bleach on in the background while I'm at work, and I'm just so lost because I've only been paying half attention to it. But I like most of what I've seen. There's, it's very. Uh, I don't even know where I'm at at this point. Um, but I'm pretty deep in, and I'm, I don't. Again, I couldn't even tell you what's going on because I'm half paying attention to it. But it is also time for my annual rewatch of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's a good so time I've been right watching <laughs> that. That's right. I've been watching that again. So that's been nice. The show's perfect, Cody. That might be the most perfect anime on God's green earth. I'm pretty sure that it is. I mean, it's damn good, and I'm I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna pretend it's not. Um, yeah, I think before <laughs> we started the podcast, I'd be like, all right, I need a new anime to watch, and I would either be like, all right, so Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or Death Note. <laughs> yeah. So which one of the two animes that I just keep rewatching over and over again? Am I gonna rewatch again? Um, yeah, and it never gets old. Like I actually look forward to moments when I start watching it. That's just that's you know, Vinland Saga is also kind of coming up there for me. This could be one that I just throw on randomly to watch once we finish it up, just for background noise. I, I like this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and it's super but, solid. And I mean, it, there's parts mm-hmm. where you you don't really have to like, like you said, like you can half watch it and you still kind of know what's going on a lot of the time in this show. Um, Exactly. Which is exactly. not, not like it. not like trying to make that sound like a knock to it. Um, no, that's good. Just it just shows that it, it can do a lot with so little. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, to me, that's the mark of a good anime where you can glance at it, get an idea, immerse yourself in what's happening without having to hard pay attention to all of the story beats, which, you know, 
it's I, I I appreciate something that doesn't try to be super convoluted. Even though Vinland Saga takes a lot of liberties from some you know historic accounts, but it's still it's still just a fun ride, and you can know what's going on without really having to like focus and pay attention. But you know, it's great, worth watching. Um, now, Cody, as far as uh, any news coming up, really the only thing that I'm aware of, and you know, I also haven't really looked all that much. Um, I do know that again, cyberpunk is still like seeing like peak fucking numbers because of the anime. Like it's insane. Yeah. I think they just, what the anime has done for that game. Yeah. I think they just reached 20 million copies sold. Um, I've heard the game is much better now, um, from several reliable sources. So Mm -hmm. one, it's also funny now because you're, you're seeing a lot of people who haven't touched it. They, They played it in the beginning. And they were like, this is unplayable. Fuck this. I'm going to put it away. And then they never touched it until like the, the hype train that was edge runners. You know, they'll watch the anime that patch came out with all the edge runner stuff in it. And then people are going back and playing and they're like, wow, this isn't the same game. Yeah. So that's always nice to see. It's always good. Yeah. You never want to hear like a gaming story where it just ends bad. Um, but you also love to see that it's th- that the anime was good enough to take what was considered a, a, a failure? Like, it was a failure. Like, it was a massive pimple on the pretty face that is CD Projekt Red. And, like, it, it wasn't going away. And then they were just like, well, let's get with fucking Studio Trigger and let's make this uh, this balls-to-the-wall proper cyberpunk anime. Yep, yep. And the rest is kind of history at that point. Yeah, no, it is. So you love to see it. Yeah, and both the anime and the game are just fucking on top of the world right now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, outside, love to see it. Outside of that, um, we have a second trailer for Makoto Shinkai's uh, Suzume, uh, which is his new, I need to watch that. New I really need to watch. It. Yeah, I I don't know if I I watched part of the first one. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I might just wait. I just don't want to mm-hmm. get want to go in there go in there ice cold. Huh? Well, it just, at least not like I mean you know how trailers are these days, Chris. They ruin every. I feel like they yeah. just ruin everything. Like, I don't know. I, even the invitation. Like, I watched like a three-minute trailer, and I mean, pretty much the movie. Mm-hmm. If you just watch that trailer. <laughs> also, that trailer for that movie called "A Dog's Journey." So you can watch the trailer, and it shows you the entire movie from start to finish. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so if you ever want to watch, watch a, a dog's movie, journey, just watch the trailer. It tells you everything from start to finish. I will keep you that. Can go back about your day. <laughs> but so you have also too. So, you know, again, between Vinland Saga, I've also been going down like all these crazy like cyberpunk um not not the game I'm talking about, like the genre cyberpunk. And I went back and watched one of my old favorites. I watched Ghost in the Shell again. Man, that movie still holds up. Hard to believe that's from like 1994, 95, and it still looks great by today's standards. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty solid flick. I think I don't know which version you watch. I mean, there's like a thousand the OG, like versions. the original. Yeah, yeah, I watched the original, like the OG, like whatever fucking that original like manga dub that came out because that's one that kind of popped up shortly after Ninja Scroll did. That was kind of like in the second wave of those anime movies that came to you know the big ones that came to the shores. Right. Yeah, I, I've seen so. the original and I've seen. I fell asleep during it, um, but I went to the theaters to mm-hmm. see the uh, 
the live action version. Um, yeah. Put me right to bed. Um, Hammered drunk when I saw that. Don't really remember much about the movie. All I know is I got a solid nap in that theater for a good hour and a half. Um, <laughs> and then my buddy woke me up and it was over and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Can we go home now? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's funny. But yeah. Uh, could it be making its way, Chris, potentially to a future poll? Is that is that possibly on the horizon? I, that's what I'm thinking, man. Like I'm again, like we've said before, you know, we're we've gotten, you know, we're, we're like a couple of Vikings sailing on the sea, Cody. There's and it's nothing but smooth waters ahead. We've got nothing but bangers because we've got these twelve episodes of Inland Saga. We've got the next twelve, which I can tell you are just as good as the first twelve. Um, then we've got. Fucking Jujutsu, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which I'm really excited to watch. Then after that, we've got another show, uh, television poll, which that we're going to have that on next week, and I we're going to nominate nothing but bangers there. Yeah, and I think we know what's going to win that one. Uh, <laughs> Probably, it's, it's uh, a strong chance that it, it rhymes with uh, rhymes with Schmeiberpunk. Yeah, uh, from Edge Runner. <laughs> yeah, that that'll probably take that one pretty hands down. I would imagine. We're gonna throw. Well, some it depends on what else we nominate. Yeah, we'll yeah. throw. We'll throw some some competition to try our best. Um, but I but mean, either way, whatever wins is gonna be a fucking banger. No, no yeah. bullshit. Yeah, we're only nominating the hits these days. Um, yeah, at least for a little while. We'll let our guard down in a couple months, maybe, and try something new. Yeah, we just need to. We just need to be built up before we, you know, before we fall back into old habits of listening to other people. <laughs> so. Exactly, but um, yeah, we'll go that, from there. Outside of that, anime news-wise, um, it looks like Jujutsu Kaisen and um, My Hero says they're both mm-hmm. going to be airing for a half of a year. Interesting. Which is, I mean, it's twenty-six Long. episodes, so I don't really. Yeah, yeah twenty-six weeks. I mean, that's, that's literally that's you know, there's fifty-two weeks in a year. There I don't it is. know why there's two announcements. There's like a separate announcement for each of these, and I'm like, I mean, the twenty-six episode season. I'm like, doesn't every anime yeah, air for half a year? Like, yeah, I was say that the, the math checks out like to me. Ninety-nine percent of the time, but that's apparently news. Uh, must be a down Dollar. week for the the news network here. Um, yeah, sorry, it's a slow it's a slow week in general. I mean. Football's slow right now because our teams keep fucking losing. But pain, just pain, unfortunate. Um, and then it looks like uh, Devil is a part timer, which I've never watched, but I've heard good things I'm about it. Heard about that. Yeah, that anime is getting a sequel in 2023, so look forward. to Nice. That. And uh, I'm here for that. And also, I know there's a. Um, I keep seeing this thing for a. Uh, there's a near Automata anime that's. Oh yeah, that got about ready to drop. Well. Yeah, that got a new yeah. as well. That was the first thing I meant to actually mention. But yeah, no, I'm actually really excited about that because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a two B simp. I'll say that. Um, I mean, I could be, but I'm not. <laughs> but I like that world. I mean, it's the lore is fucking bananas for that shit. Like the lore is insane. Like don't you, you need you need a fucking like PhD to understand where that fucking lore is going to and where it's coming from. But the game's fun. The games are fun. And I like the characters. So I'll be watching it. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, that's premiering January 2023. Um, so that's yeah. a couple months away. Um, and then this also, which I just noticed, um, mm-hmm. Onimusha is getting an anime. Yes. Anime yeah, I saw adaptation, that. So. That'll be exciting. Because I love that. That was a fucking PS2 classic. Say break because up. that was... 
Dust off the 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 big boy PS2, not that not the slim one. The, the old one. fat boy, yeah, <laughs> the old fucking fat boy. Because I remember Onimusha was the first like Resident Evil style game that was on the PS2, and I was like, man, if this is what we can look forward to for the future of Resident Evil, I could wait. So I did not. Know that game was really good. Anime, so yeah, definitely keep our eye on that. Um, I actually like that whole series. Um, the first one, the second one, and even the 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 often unappreciated third one with uh, with Jean Renault in it as a playable character. Yeah, might have to. Might, I'm saying, man, might have to dust off the old PS2 and break it. Dude, out. Dude, absolutely. Look for yeah, the memory card. There's got to be someone uh-huh. somewhere. <laughs> like that's correct. Uh, uh, and then you mean yours isn't still in your PS2? It probably is. I, oh. The PS2 is just somewhere in the garage, you know. Oh yeah, down there collecting <laughs> dust and spiders and all kinds of shit. <laughs> mm, yes, Black Widow's PS2 now. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all the news I got for this week. Um, and I'm parched, Chris. Yeah, you, you, you sound like it. I can tell you're. Uh, you know, you're. These two days off of work have made you very, very, you know, lackadaisical and very lethargic. So you need something, something to you know quench that thirst and really bring you back up. Even though some say alcohol is a downer, I never have a bad time on alcohol. So Cody, I need to know what you're drinking. All right. Hopefully that crack registered. Looks like. Oh, it I did. heard it. I okay, heard good. it. Good, Chris. Um. Got, it, it, it's good, all right? I, I'm going to start with that. I'll say it's good. Um, okay, that's good. That's Chris, good. I, I messaged you last night, and I told you about this one. Um, oh, fucking yeah. Flags at half mass, by the way. For, well, not just for that. You, you also told me what you, were getting, what you were getting ready to say on the heels of finding out that Coolio passed away. Yeah. So you just, when it fucking rains, it pours, man. <laughs> yeah, so we find out Coolio passed, and I go to the, to the quick trip down the street with just a gas station near me. Um, I'm like, I need a case of something. I, I see, I'm like, I've been kind of, I think I've drank about 2,000 Twisted Teas this year, so I was like, let me try, let me get, <laughs> let me get something else. So I went to a familiar face, the, the Truly Lemonade Pack, and I was like, this this box looks different. It's just yellow and red on the sides. I'm like, where's the where's the black cherry flavor? And yeah, where's the, the purple? Flavor. Yeah, there's no purple. And I, and I look, and it's just lemonade, strawberry lemonade, mango lemonade, and watermelon and i was like i'm not i'm not one to hate on watermelon i love watermelon the fruit um mm-hmm. i was just a little like we but I, not at the expense of the black cherry yeah, not at the expense of black cherry like if you want to if you were going to take mango from me i would have been like all right you know what right, that's fine yeah um, mango is just not my not my my favorite you know um i still drink them yeah. like there's no there's no bad one in the pack but if i I was going to get rid of one. It definitely wasn't going to be the black cherry. No, black cherry is the one that, like, you know, it's definitely it's like the, it's the, the sleeper. Dennis Rodman. Of, exactly. It's the yeah. Dennis Rodman of the pack. Like, it's not scoring the most points, but it's getting you second chance. It's getting you all the rebounds to so the so the real heavy hitters, like the strawberry lemonade kings, can score the buckets. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's the yellow Starburst, Chris. I love yellow Starburst. That's right. It's my favorite Starburst. Um, Mm-hmm. If you're a person that doesn't like yellow Starburst, you give those away, and then the people that like yellow Starburst, like me, yeah, you know, we just we, just just reap the benefits. And that's really where the black cherry was. Like it was there. Like people would be like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. really like that one. I'd be like, Phew. give me that. I'll take it. Give me that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, I can snap two together like Stone Cold Steve Austin and knock them back. But yeah, I I am enjoying uh, the well. 
a, a bittersweet enjoyment of the watermelon truly lemonade. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is a permanent change or if I just got like a, you know, just like just a, a random... fancy pack where they just mixed it up a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah. I like I like to think Cody that you're the kind of guy that if something's not normal, you'll refer to it as the fancy version. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but you know, hopefully we'll see a return of the black cherry. Maybe they'll break it out as a tall boy. Who knows? Um, oh man, maybe that's that, what happened. Maybe maybe they got the call up and they they've gone to tall boy uh, status. Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen the strawberry in the regular uh, in tall boy form, so maybe you know, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm now. I'm Black be, Cherry's uh, dropping the dead weight. They're dropping the band and they're going solo. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking <laughs> at like the cooler section of every like liquor store and gas station. And just be like, <laughs> fuck, it's not there, and just close the door and just walk out and like. until the black cherry returns um that's right yeah i'm enjoying a watermelon uh truly lemonade today what about you chris what are you drinking well cody i don't have a can i've got a bottle let's see if it's i don't know if you caught that i heard i heard a little uh a little yeah yeah a little little fizz a little something so I so I've moved on from you know loggers and whatnot because Cody I don't know if it's happened in your neck of the woods but the temperature has dropped like twenty degrees here in Virginia I don't know if that has something to do with the hurricane barreling up the coast in Florida which by the way any friends listeners anybody in Florida you know be safe um so yeah that's tough yeah absolutely but, and yes it has been getting yeah. cold here Chris. Um... Yeah, I think right now it's let me see, only sixty five outside. So like that's what it is here. The moment so, it switched Cody, to autumn or fall, mm-hmm. like it it switched. Oh yeah, there there was there was like a day of false fall, and then it just it just showed up like it stuck its foot in the door, stepped back, and now it's all the way in, and I, I love it. I don't know how it happens. Like the moment Oktoberfest happens, it's just like. It, that night, it's suddenly like you gotta wear a hoodie. I don't, know. and then yeah. from then on, oh, it's, I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely like one of the best times of the year. Um, and, and to celebrate hoodie season, Cody, I just picked up my my. I got a brand new Four Horsemen hoodie. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you know the symbol of excellence. That is right. That is oh. right. Um, love that. That's hoodie, right. Hoodie season is here, Chris. I I went to I get a drink it. out of a water fountain. It was just Sam Adams. I was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. I love it. I <laughs> fucking love it. But uh but so with that all that I said all that to say this coming. It to me, when the temperature drops like this, it is now stout season. It is stout season. So while a lot of the stouts have not popped up in stores. There's always a stout you can go to. So, uh, Cody, I am drinking a Guinness, which is, you know, the lightest of all stouts. Like, Guinness is, you know, I I know I've said this before, but Guinness is one of the lighter beers you can drink, if if that makes any sense. I'm going to read you some of the stats here, Cody. Give me the the tail of the tape, Chris. I'm ready. (laughs) So, so a Guinness is only like 4.2% alcohol. This bottle, this bottle of Guinness that I'm drinking is only 126 calories which isn't that many more than a Bud Light and definitely less than like most IPAs and most pale ales out there. Only 9.6 carbs. Not too shabby. Uh-huh. Hitting all the correct macros. Yeah, I mean, 126 calories, is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, that's that's really low. I, I mean, for a beer that... I, uh-huh. 
I don't order a Guinness, but I mean, it, my dad tells me you can like chew on the hops in it. Like that's how. Yeah, because it's it's the type of malts. Usually, when you have stouts, they have more uh, like roasted, darker malts, mm-hmm. and those are a, or sometimes even burnt malts, and those typically have a lot more of that heavy roasted flavor. So, with those flavors being more pronounced, it definitely can it definitely gives the beer a, a heavier I don't want to say mouth feel, but it, it the flavor is a lot more bold, which can make it seem a little more full bodied. But don't get it twisted, Cody. I've had some I've had some stouts on here that are fucking my tea, and that's going to be what I'll be sipping on for the next few months. Basically, probably through the winter, I'm going to be going on my my stout tastic voyage. No, Coolio. <laughs> Pour one out for Coolio there. Pour one out for Coolio, absolutely. Um, yeah, but a Guinness is a good place to start. Yeah, so, I, I here we I, are. Usually, I don't drink Guinness. Uh, the only times mm-hmm. I ever have Guinness is if somebody orders around. Car bombs. Irish car bombs, yeah. Um, yep, like we did at Worlds. <laughs> yeah, like that was the. I think that was probably the last time I actually had a an Irish car bomb or a Guinness, because I don't like it either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you'll drink them if the homies are drinking them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, I, I mean, I, I already don't like coffee, and that has like a coffee mm-hmm. taste. Um, you know, yep. I can't, be, I can't be a fan of Old Greg if I don't, you know, have a little Bailey's every now and again. That's so. what I'm saying. Dude. I fucking love Bailey's. I'll drink Bailey's on the rocks as like a little after dinner, just a little after dinner sweet treat. You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> oh, I've had Bailey's from a shoe. Could you, could you learn to love me? Um, yeah. Uh, now that we got our drinks uh, set aside. Uh, Chris, I'm ready to dive into some Vinland Saga. Dude, I'm ready to fucking beat the war drums, dude. Doom. Fucking or away to the drums of war. Just fucking row. So let's go ahead and dive in, Cody, to Vinland Saga. First, we're going to do just a real quick, um, kind of a real quick history lesson uh, before we kind of get into a tale of the tape with Vinland Saga. So Vinland Saga is actually based on the, the Vinland sagas, which are two um, Icelandic texts that were they're 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 not I don't want to say they co they don't really coincide with each other. They were kind of independently done. Um, I want to say in the uh, they were they, they were written in like the twelve hundreds. What's that? Thirteenth, fourteenth century. I always get that mixed up. I I know the century number is is like one or two higher than the actual like year. Yeah, I believe this is uh, the thirteenth century. Okay. Yeah, so that's so that's when they were written. Whatever the twelve hundreds are. Yeah, but they, so, they describe the events that took place like from the late nine hundreds uh, to the early thousands, right? To the early tens, yeah. Um, and the the one that you hear the most about is Eric the Red. Like Eric the Red is one of the his journeys is really one of the bigger. There's like one about like Greenland, and then there's like the Eric the Red one where he found Vinland, which is basically North America, Canada. So then it was because of the all of the grapevines and all the lush greenery that was there. And I want to say it was actually um, it was um, Leif Erikson, which we kind of see that actually named it Vinland. So and some of the characters that are in this show are actually based on real people like, again, Leif Erikson, uh, Thorkill, uh, Thorfinn, uh, Askeladd. Um, Prince Canute, like these are these are real characters, uh, real historic figures, um, and I want to say, um, I want to say Helga is a real person, but I don't think it's Thorfinn's mom because Thorfinn 
when you look at the history, you don't really see much about his childhood. All you really know about him is he was a famous merchant, uh, very wealthy, and basically settled in uh, Vinland with his wife. And they had went on to have kids. And I want to say, I don't remember if it's him or one of his kids that most people in that particular re- region can trace their lineage back to. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. I actually have been wanting to read the actual Vinland sagas just because because the anime is so good. Oh, sorry, I got the Guinness burps already. But That's all good. I was, didn't didn't you say uh, your wife was watching like a like an author on YouTube and they were reading it or something? Yes. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that before, yeah. Yeah, and it's really really cool. So we've got, so let's give a quick tale of the tape to the anime version of Vinland Saga, which takes place around the same time, but takes a lot of liberties with the actual, like, his, uh, the actual, like, goings-ons of, you know, of that time period. So the manga, it's based on the manga. The manga came first. It was actually, uh, the original run was 2005. And I had no idea until starting to kind of look at some things that it was that old. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that either until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was newer than that because the anime came out in 2019. So we had a very long uh difference. It was a uh, Jul- summer of 2019, so going right into the pandemic is when Vinland Saga originally came out. And there's actually 26 volumes of the manga and it's still going today. And it's actually in the uh, I want to say it's a, it's a show it's a shonen uh anime. Officially, because it runs in like Shonen, uh, Weekly Shonen, uh, or at least it runs in the monthly uh, magazine. Now it runs in as monthly afternoon. The original rag- magazine it run it ran in was the Weekly Shonen. But yeah, manga still going strong. You um, in a lot of places you see the like the hardcover volumes on bookshelves because um, it's I guess the the new collected versions or I guess I guess those are relatively new. Yeah, they so, got their actually, yes. little collector's edition yeah. kind of thing. Yep, and that was as of May. But it's um just looking at some just quick notes about the manga itself. It's got seven million copies in circulation. It's won tons of awards for just general manga. Um and it's actually her- heralded as one of the best animes of the twenty tens. So which for good reason. The show is very, very good. And Cody, with that being said, we're just gonna kinda dive right into the first episode because we're we're taken for a ride almost right off the bat. We're introduced to a couple of characters. Um, well, we've got Thor's and a character we don't see until much later named Thorkin. We're kind of thrust into this massive battle in the year uh, nine eighty seven. So, and it's oh man, this is this is what got me hooked, Cody. Just watching Thor's. Basically, jump from ship to ship and just just fucking murder everybody who gets in his way. Like he is incredibly fierce. Yeah, dude, dude is laying waste. Um, and and making it, making it look slamming ass. He's pretty much yeah. He is slamming ass. For the first half of this, he is our main character. I would say. Um, yeah, obviously we some, we're gonna have some things happen, no. but you know. Yeah. Because basically the whole thing here is, we, we, what we really see here is the, the final battle that Thors is actually involved in. And we, what we kind of get throughout these first few episodes is kind of 
what brought him to present day in Iceland with his wife and his children. So, so after this battle, after he basically lays waste to everybody he comes across, he actually ends up falling in the in the water with one, uh, with another person that he's fighting, kills him in the water, but swims away from the battle and just kind of goes off. He kind of abandons the battle, which ends up being a major issue coming up here because now we're kind of brought to present where he is living in Iceland with his family and they have this amazing village and they have old old Leif Erikson telling stories of Vinland to the children. Uh, of course, one of those children being our, our, our I guess, oh, I guess we can call him eventually our main character, uh, Thor's son, Thorfinn. And his whole thing is he basically just wants to, he wants to follow in his father's footsteps. He wants to be a warrior. He just, you know, he, he's, he has that Viking blood in him and he keeps, he wants to, he keeps hearing about Vinland from, from Leif Erikson, who he refers to as old man Leif. Though all the other kids in the village, Cody, think he's full of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Which I mean, even I mean, it, it makes sense. Like it sounds like he's kind of fibbing a little bit, but you know, Leif Erikson, he he's been there, done that. So. Exactly. And then, um, so really, what kind of sets the story in motion is there's a um, and we this is where we kind of get Thor's modern my his current mindset is there's a a runaway slave actually ends up stumbling into his village during, I guess, I assume it feels like every day is winter um, in Iceland in this show, which I, from what I understand is not true in real life. But anyway, dead of winter, they find this runaway, runaway slave. Him and his daughter find it buried under the snow. Bear, him buried under the snow. And they bring it in, and Thor Thor's tries to revive him. Um, Thor's has become a man who is pure pacifist. He doesn't want to kill. He doesn't want to fight. He just has literally given all of that up. And we don't realize that until the person who owns that slave, Cody, comes a knocking, looking for his property. And I'm trying to remember what his name was. Um, uh, Afton or uh, Afton or something yes. like that? Yeah. yeah, like like Lord Afton. He's just like, I guess, one of the one of the dukes or... Um, leaders of this particular area in Iceland. He comes he comes a knock and looking for that slave. Um and instead of wanting to give him back, Thor's basically overpays for this guy by he he, he gives the guy like five sheep, like five like like his fattest sheep. And the daughter's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because Cody the slave ends up dying anyway. Yeah. You know, like oh. like you mentioned, Thor's is on like the the path of good. He, you know, he's doing yeah. something to kind of get this guy out of, you know, try to try to save this dude. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, unfortunately, after paying over however many sheep it was, he uh he dies pretty much right after, like the next day, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it, 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 he does he dies the very next day, and that just leaves. And it's what's happening here is. Thorfinn is kind of seeing a different side of his father, but he doesn't believe that his father isn't a mighty warrior, but just doesn't understand why his dad is doing this kind of stuff. Um, so fast forward a little bit. What happens here is er- uh, Leif Erikson is actually getting ready to go on a little journey for to trade. It's about that in, about towards the end of the year. They need to go out and make some trades, get some things in. Um, 
And as he's getting ready to leave, he sees a warship coming off the horizon, like a big one. He tells, he tells, um, he tells, because Thorfinn actually wants to go with Leif on this journey. And he's like, ah, you can't, can't really have any kids. We're, you know, we, this is a, you know, this is, this is work, not, you know, not, a, not, a, not an adventure. So, but he, at that point, when he sees the warship coming over the horizon, Cody, he tells Thorfinn to basically go get his dad and tell him there's a warship. And uh, at the helm of this warship that is full of Yom Vikings, which Yom Vikings um, are basically those are like the traditional like Viking warriors that you always hear about and read about. You know, the the in the name of Odin, I'm going to cut you in half and I'm going to pillage your village and I'm going to raid. And I'm going to like, that's what these guys are like, the, the, the baddest of the bad. And they're led by an old colleague of Thor's by the name of Floki. Yeah, and at this point I was like, okay, Thor's sounds like Thor. Floki sounds like mm-hmm. Loki. Um, there clearly has to be some kind of bad blood here, um, which we'll find out here soon. Right. And, well, basically, Floki's coming and tells of the impending uh, invasion of England. Um, you know, Denmark is basically looking to <laughs> extend their reach and uh, King Swain um, basically they're looking to go into England, occupy England raid and pillage and do what they do best and he's basically like you know we need every man we can get and kind of gives him an gives him an offer that he can't refuse because he knows that you know Thor, uh, Thor has basically abandoned the army when he left and the reason he abandoned them was because he started to have children. And we find out about this a little bit later with a little bit more of those details. But once he had his daughter, that was it. Like he just, he, that was kind of where he's the beginning of the end for Thor's, the, the troll of Yom, as he was known. Cause uh, if anything, if anything from that first, like five minutes of that first episode of this first episode tells you that, he was not a man to be fucked with because you were just kind of dead. And we get to see more of that later on here. Um, so Thor's agrees begrudgingly, but he kind of has a trick up his sleeve, Cody. He's not so much committing to committing him and his men to help. He's really only committing himself, which we find out about here um, later on. Yeah, and even even like when he agrees to go with them, he's like, "I only need five men," mm-hmm. and like he does the rowing for one side of the boat while the other five do the other. Oh, it's so great! And he he's it's so great. He, he's planning to just send them back and move on along on his own. That way, he you know nobody yep. else gets because he knew the minute the minute that Floki showed up that he knew this was kind of it. Um, he knows he abandoned. He knows if they, if something was going to happen that it, it's now like now's the time. But what we also see, Cody, we're introduced to kind of the, the plot unfolding in the background. We see Floki um, now visiting this this village that has clearly been raided and pillaged by um, our uh, another one of our main characters named Askelad, um, him and his mercenaries. And he, Floki, basically now hires Askelad to go kill Thor's. And but he doesn't under the he doesn't under the um under the pretense of well yeah there's been an order out for his execution over the last fifteen years which to that Askeladd's like mm, I think that's right 
Um, this sounds more personal because he was like, he, I want to say he said something to the effect of that there, there, if there's, there was definitely no, he, he knew right off the bat that there was no execution order because if they wanted Thor's dead, they would have found him by now. And he just immediately knows that this is, this is something personal and he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. Um, so, but as glad, you know, he's a man of the coin. So he's like, all right. Fuck it. But because he sees right through the story that um that Floki's given him, he 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 asks for pretty much more money and he wants more of it up front. Um because Askeladd and his men are actually really uh really, really strong, specifically uh his right hand man Bjorn. Yeah, old Bjorn. But, Crazy dude. Eating eating, that's eating right. fucking steroid fucking mushrooms. Mushroom. That's right, dude. The berserker <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Askeladd sees through that bullshit, demands double the price. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, basically... Well, and as we're going there, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Cody. Uh, he just basically begins to set this trap for, uh, for Thor's and the gang to... I mean, they pretty much have no choice. Once they're in it, they're in it. Um, yep, because as Thor's and his fleet are basically getting ready to pull into their first stop, Leaf realizes immediately as they're, as they're approaching the village, he's like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem right. There's a lot fewer houses in this settlement than there were last time I was here. That doesn't make sense. And it's eerily quiet. And then they realize, well, let me back up a second. I got a little ahead of myself. You know, Thor is saying goodbye to his family, but he can't find Thorfinn anywhere. And he tells his wife, you know, hey, tell Thor. He he almost wants to say, tell Thorfinn I love him, but he can't really spit it out. But she knows that's what he wants to say. And she's like, when you, and he's like, when you find him, just tell him. Well, come to find out, Thorfinn actually had stowed away on their ship a, in a barrel. And as soon as uh, they realize that you know they get far enough out that they can stop rowing, you hear Thorfinn say, "Is it a, so? So there's no chance we're turning back now, right?" And then like he pops out of the barrel and just takes a fucking monster piss off the side of the boat. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Uh, we did not. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention that he was also on the boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thorfinn definitely stowed away, and of course he gets his fucking uh, he gets his ass paddled in front of the uh, the whole crew for his uh, for his sneakiness. Poor kid got them cheeks beat. Uh, <laughs> he did right in front of all of his. But I mean, but, um, we see why, because uh, what what they're about to get into is uh, is pretty life changing for him. Yeah, because they're heading right into an ambush uh, set by Ascalad and his men. So basically, they start pushing all of these, you know, these, you know, this rocks and wood to kind of box them in, and you know, kind of a death from above type of situation here. Well, Thor's is Thor's is kind of ready for it. They, um, you know, he's able to get everybody out of harm's way, and Thor's kind of just warns them. He's like, y'all, y'all just need to leave, or it's going to be curtains. And um, well, what he seen, what he starts doing, he you know, put, picks up his sword and doesn't kill anybody, Cody. But he just fucking beats the shit out of these people. Oh, like yeah. he is punching them off the boat, fucking just knocking them into the sky, like pow to the moon, Alice, just knocking these motherfuckers around. Um, and you know, even Askeladd's like, holy shit. And even Bjorn's like, all these guys are like, oh my god, this this is what the troll of Yom is. And uh, our boy Bjorn is just chilling. I don't know. I don't think he realizes what he's eating, Cody, because he just fucking faces this entire mushroom that sends him into a, well, a berserker fit. And him and um, 
him and Thor start going toe to toe, but he's no match for Thor's dude. Thor beats the shit out of him too. And as um Ascalad has his group trying to cross over to the ship that uh basically the rest of Thorfinn's crew is on and Leaf, that's when Thorfinn steps in and basically challenges Ascalad to a duel. You know, just you know, uh, in the name of Odin, I Thor, son of whoever. I don't remember what his father's name is. Challenges him to a duel. So I guess there's a big honor thing going on here. And Ascalad accepts. He definitely accepts. And we actually have a really good fight here. Because while Thor's is very, very strong, Ascalad is no fucking pushover either. Um, he's pretty, he's quick. He gets the drop on Thor's and, you know, gets a good couple hits in. But, Cody, what, hap- what starts happening here while they're fighting, Bjorn wakes up, grabs Thorfinn, takes him hostage. And this is after Thor's has pretty much won this duel. Like, yeah, it, it it definitely reminded me of like a wrestling moment where like, oh, here mm-hmm. comes their the manager up on the rope, you know, distracting the ref so they can land a low blow. Uh, that's that's the vibe I got from this fight. It took a, you know, it turns out Ascalad is not. He, he may have agreed to the duel, but he's not following the rules, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that Exactly. He is definitely uh, not keeping it clean, which ultimately ends in the unfortunate death of our man Thor's because he, he kind of gets he understands or, or as Thor's is or sorry, as Ascalad is telling Thor's, you know, really what the score is. And he quick Thor's also quickly figures out that it was Floki that hired this effective hit on Thorfinn or Thor's. So he figures that out. But he actually is still able to bargain for his crew. Like, you know, hey, you can have me, you can have my head, but let let my crew go, let my son go. And he kind of accepts the sweet release of death without really any any kind of I don't know, like what am I trying to say here? He doesn't he doesn't really fight back because he knows the jig is up. He knew the jig was up the minute he saw Floki um come to his village. And what really what's really important here is not only do we get to see we see the end of Thorfinn's father, it turns his whole world upside down because the th- Thorfinn always thought that like your you know your might was tested in battle by the you know, by the sword, live by the sword, die by the sword. And Thor's basically says like, you know, a great warrior doesn't need a sword. And this is where we start getting that backstory where once he started having kids, because right when the duel started with Askeladd, he asked him, do you have children? Which Askeladd does not. So you, you kind of see this change that Thorfinn is on. He doesn't want to kill anymore. He is now a pacifist at heart and it ultimately cost him his life, which he was prepared to pay that debt. I think he knew from the moment he abandoned the battle back in 987. I think he knew his, his the jig was up and his time was running short. So he's dead. The rest of the crew gets to leave and Ascalad is gets to uh, collect his reward. But Cody, as they're as they've got Thor Thor's ship and they're heading away from uh you know from the the scene of the uh, the crime here, they realize that Thorfinn has stowed away in that ship and. While once they realize he's there, Thorfinn just basically is like, I'm going to kill you all. You, I will avenge my father. You're dead. He's just like screaming into the wind. And like, I, I almost thought he was going to go super saiyan here the way he was screaming. And, um, you know, he, he is planning to get revenge. Uh, although at this point, you know, he's, he's no match for these guys. Um, oh, he's not, he is not. And, um, 
kind of just okay. like trails behind them and like you know when they when they eventually land he basically like begins to like live off the land and like learn how to like survive yeah. on his and own th- like use the dagger that his dad left him and and that's kind of what happens through really the next you know the big next big chunk of this uh 12 episodes cody is that it's a it's a constant growth of Thorfinn's because he's again he is just a kid he he's what like fucking like five or six years old like he is so young and he's been kind of thrust in this position where he's now having to learn the hard way but he's also constantly trying to challenge Azkalad to a duel to which he is swiftly defeated but what's really unique here is Azkalad isn't killing him and even Bjorn's like you should are you just gonna kill him you know what's going on and he's just like nah it's not worth it but i i feel like they're like it's it's, i don't really know what's going on with Ascalad at this point like i just he he says that you know he's not in the he's not in the in in the work of butchering children which i'm pretty sure he's killed plenty of children with all the villages that they've raided um throughout the course of their you know mercenary career but Something's keeping him from killing this kid. In fact, I think he sees a lot of his father in him with how quick he's learning and how much better he's getting at everything. So what it kind of evolves into, Cody, or devolves, depending on how you look at it, is he kind of joins Azkalad's crew, but with the carrot dangling in front of him that if you, hey, if you can earn, if you can prove your might and test your mettle on the battlefield, I'll give you that duel you want, but not until then. So it's almost like he's goading him and manipulating him into coming to work for him, which you kind of get that vibe when Askeladd's talking to his uncle in a later episode. That's like, he's like, man, you can get anybody to do anything you want if you talk to him the right way. So, you know, there's this, this air of manipulation going on, which is really what's happening in the next few episodes. Because Cody, we jump through about, 11 years through this uh through these this kind of mid part here or actually through the rest of the first 12 episodes because by the time episode 12 rolls around we're in 1013 where we started in 1002 and we get to watch um thorfinn's growth basically just from this kid who can't you know he can barely find food to trapping rabbits to being just this fucking ace scout who is just really setting Azkalad and his men up to to invade, you know, towns and villages. And meanwhile, the whole while this is going on, the entire backdrop and the setting for this is Denmark's campaign through England, and um, and and they're and they're doing what you would expect. They're going through, they're fighting, and you, you get some episodes where where you get some like, you know, they they kind of stop and focus on one of the particular battles, like the one where they um when King's uh, King Swain or King Swade at tells uh, basically kind of stops the campaign for the winter and tells all of his troops to go home. Where Askeladd's like, "Well, why don't we just go? Why don't we be like these birds and go migrating? There's no food here. Why don't we go upstream and see what's going on up there?" Which lands them like in this battle with like the French and the English taking this fort. So they're like, "Well, fuck it. I bet there's some treasure in there." So oh, the he basically sends. Yeah, dude, the old fucking Franks, dude. He sends fucking Thorfinn in to let them know that, hey, you want to take us? Uh, the the French are holding this fort down, like really, like they like they got cross, dude. The Cody, they got crossbows. They weren't ready for crossbows. And nobody is. 
Not, not back then they weren't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, not at all. But they use a but Thorfinn basically it's, uh, acts as the scout for uh, for Ascalad and basically makes the deal with whoever this person this this frog looking he looks like something of a fucking Miyazaki film whoever this leader is this general <laughs> the big mouth fucking <laughs> leader he looks like of... a toad he looks like a, he looks like a toad yeah he's um, the, he's the Emperor Pilaf of Finland saga he, for sure that's exactly what he is and basically he says you want to take this fort. You know, split the spoils with us, and um, you know we'll we'll get you in there. And of course, like I said, Thorfinn is really here. He he keeps reminding Askeladd that like you know why I'm here, and I will kill you, and you're going to give me the duel that I won. Askeladd just kind of like yeah yeah whatever, um, which is kind of funny because every time they fight, he still beats the shit out of Thorfinn. Like it's not even close. Um, but he's like, I'll tell you what, bring me the head of a general. And, you know, and we'll go, we'll have this duel. We'll have this duel. So basically Thorfinn's after he, you know, lets the prince, uh, the, the, this emperor Pilaf guy know what's going on. He just fucking rushes up to the, um, to the fort, but also too. sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I'm just excited to talk about this. Ascalad and his men are taking the long way around. These motherfuckers, Cody, are carrying their boats through the forest to get to this moat around this fort and they're going to attack it from the side. Yeah, I, I thought this was... Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the show just because it was hilarious how they do it. Um, but I, I felt like they could have done... There had to have been an easier way to go about this. Um, yeah, they're just running on land with a giant boat on their backs. They just toss the boat into the water and then begin attacking from the boat, I guess. But I just felt like there was a, they should have just went with... Uh, Thorfinn and just attacked like from the front or the side or something. Um, yeah, it's definitely a very cool scene to see them like carry the boat like that. <laughs> oh, did I lose you, Chris? Hang on one second. Wait. Hello? Oh, there you are. There you are. What was the last thing you heard? Uh,. You brought up the boat that they carried and attacked from the side, and then I commented on it saying that I thought it was hilarious how they, like, carried the boat, but I figured there was a different... There could have been a way easier method, I feel like, but... Yeah, I literally was going on a tirade of how... Oh, please. Just how they... Please, carry on. Carry no, on. I'm, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Just random fucking... Random Verizon, baby. You gotta love the random... Just, hey, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna out your internet for a second. But, um... No, you're good. Yeah, they, they fucking run out of the force just carrying their boats, drop them into the moat, go around the side, just go into the fucking fort from the back and just slaughter everybody before the Franks can even beat down the fucking door. Yeah, they, they took care of business pretty quickly. And our boy Thorfinn. Thorfinn. Oh, what a great fight scene. Yeah, he, he takes out all the, a bunch of the crossbow wielders and then, of course, he he had to ask the the peel off guy. He had like he was like, "Yo, which one's the the general of this army?" He's like, "The one with the red feather on his hat." Like, All right, fucking Roger that. Yeah, he fucking just laser focuses on that guy. Yeah, lobs his head off, but he drops it. It like falls into the water. So, Orphan oh, basically is MIA swimming through the water trying to find this guy's head. Um, yep, and of course at this point the 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 fort has been taken and. Um, Ascalad, you know, definitely had his uh, he had his plan in motion. So they the the little Pilaf guy runs into the tray. He gets a, one of his troops runs up and says the treasury's empty, and 
he realizes that fucking Askeladd basically stole all the treasure out of this fort. And uh, Askeladd was like, I told you it was 50-50 as he's sailing on his boat with all these jewels and shit on and in the boat. He's like, my half was the treasure. You get to keep the fort. <laughs> Bye! Yeah, and as they're sailing out... No, go ahead. Oh, no, continue. You're good. I was just saying, as they're sailing out, they're just like, you know, just reveling in these riches, and they're like, oh, wait, where's Thorfinn? Asglad's like, I don't know. Oh, well, let's go. And as he's get, as he's getting to peel out, he fucking lobs the head over the side into the boat, climbs in and says, there's your general's head. And then he challenges him to a duel on the spot. And Asglad's ready to humor him and tell the fucking Emperor Pilaf and his boys just fucking, just a hail of fucking arrows come flying at the boat. Yep, and then they, they get out of Dodge, and uh, I want to say, is this where they go to, I don't know if it's just uh, Escalade's, like, hometown, or they, this is where they... Yeah, they go back to this village where his uncle is. Yeah, that's where his uncle is. Um, very greedy guy. Um, oh, yeah, loves the coin, has him a nice little slave, and that's kind of where they just, you know, set up camp for a while, and they have a, you know, they actually have this official duel after Asglad speaks with his uncle, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I need you to be a witness for this duel I'm getting ready to have have and um well Thorfinn's actually going toe to toe with him at this point with Askeladd but um Askeladd again is so as I said earlier that Askeladd is kind of like a folk hero he's the younger in the actual like Vinland sagas he's recorded as like the younger of three brothers his other his older brothers are very conventional when it comes to thinking whereas Askeladd is very clever thinks outside the box and that's kind of how he built his renown by doing things in a very unorthodox way and just thinking you know, not really attacking things head on which you kind of saw that a little bit and anytime that they've got a plan you know they really go you know again they're carrying their fucking boats through the forest um you know the way he uses the sail to uh, on when he's fighting thors to get you know that hit in on him you know clearly he's you know not for playing fair but what he does here is he really goads Thorfinn into letting his guard down and losing his cool and becoming sloppy, like basically by telling him, "Wait, who, who, who's your father again? I've killed so many people. You, I, I don't, I don't remember who that is. Who's Thor's? Never heard of him." And that really sets fucking Thorfinn off the deep end. And he charges at him, and Thor uh, Astolad goes ahead and dislocates his shoulder and ends the duel. But again, doesn't kill him, and just tells him it's like. You know, you keep losing your cool like that, you're never going to win this duel, and he has Bjorn just go fucking pop his shoulder back into place for him. So, you kind of start seeing here that, you know, I said all that to say this, that, like, Askeladd is very, very smart. He hasn't lived this long by being stupid. Because he, he, he is a very fierce warrior, but he also knows how to exploit other people. And that's what, you know, when like I was saying earlier, when he's speaking with his uncle, who his uncle has this slave girl who was part of a royal family from whatever town they they kid they pillaged, and he can't really get her to do anything. And that's when Asgard's like, you can get anybody to do what you want to if you talk to him the right way. So you you know he's got all those manipulative bones in his body. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um but it it seems like I don't know. I I don't think he he definitely doesn't want to kill Thorfinn. It's like Thorfinn. It seems yeah, to there's me, definitely something else there. Yeah, and Thorfinn is his best man, like his best soldier for dude, sure. Dude, the be he is literally the strongest motherfucker, like in this army. The only other person I would say is probably up there is probably Bjorn. Yeah, but you know, all the rest of their guys are just like fucking jobbers, man. It's like it's yeah, like the, the other... Italian stallion and fucking 
<laughs> what the, the Brooklyn Brawler is what these other guys are. Yeah, the other like 97, 98 guys, whatever they are, just kind of just there. Um, exactly. Exactly. They're, they're just interchangeable. But so then it starts cutting more. After this, we, you know, we're back in the thick of things. It cuts to August uh, of 1013 and the campaign is resumed. And we get this nice little map graphic of basically King Swain marching his men up through England. And then it is brought to an ass grinding halt when they get to London. Cause there's an old face waiting for us there who is now kind of, I don't want to say he switched sides. He's just followed the money to the English side. And that's our man Thorkill who fought with Thor's. We haven't seen where we're, we're in like episode nine or 10 at this point, And we haven't seen this guy since episode one. Now Thorkill, so, Thor, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize Thorkill was in episode one. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, he was the guy on the boat basically went out before Thor's just goes off and just fucking starts slaughtering the, the helpless yeah. uh, enemy. That's uh, yeah. Thorkill who's like, what are you getting ready to do? And it actually, and it wasn't until the second time I watched it, Cody, before I realized like, oh yeah, fuck, that is Thorkill. Because yeah, it made I'm, me wonder, like, yeah, I always right. wondered how he knew who Thor's was. Yeah, right. And whenever you get into a new show, you're just trying to figure out who's who and like, mm-hmm. who's your main, your main guys and all that stuff. But yeah, he is the guy at the beginning. So yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just a quick little and, side note. So we have... Uh-huh. We have Thorkill, Thorfinn, and Thors. Um, two, two, mm-hmm. three names that are very similar, right? Um, mm-hmm. But contrary, Chris, to uh, Dota's Dragon's Blood, all of these characters yes. are very different and unique in their own way. Yes, you can tell them all apart. Unlike Mene, Felomene, Selimene, you know? Eeny, meene, miny, mone. <laughs> Call it what you want. I just wanted to, I just wanted to touch on that because, you know... Yeah, no, and I agree with you 100%. And uh, Thorkill here, Thorkill the Tall is actually another um, very real character. Um, he was a, he was a warrior. He ended up getting some, uh, after all the fighting was done, he ended up being named a, a duke or like an earl for some region. Basically, just kind of lived out the rest of his years quietly because he just kind of disappears from the history books. He either got killed or just fucking, you know, just, just you know, retired from the game of basketball. And just kept his uh and kept his nose clean, but but like I said, the the campaign of uh, the the Danish campaign really just just stops right fucking here. Whereas Thorkill has basically fortified London Bridge, and you're not getting past this guy. He is just fucking throwing logs onto ships, throwing boulders like and and Floki's actually here at this battle, and he's telling Thorkill like you know why did you join them? know we're your brothers you know you know king swain is not you won't be harmed come fight for us we're on the you know we're the winning team come fight for us and uh thorkill's like i don't really care about any of that i want to fight you guys because this is going to be like thorkill is the guy who like just he's the goku of the show all he wants to do is fight yeah absolutely He, he likes the money but he also just wants to fight whoever like the strongest person is um which yep. of course and, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's jumping ahead, but obviously our boy Askeladd's going to use that to his advantage and be like, "Oh well, you want another duel with me? Why don't you go take off Thorkill's head?" Um, yep, and of course because Thorfinn loves to. He, he, there's a small part of me that while he while he knows he wants that duel and he wants that duel more than anything, I think I think a part of Thorfinn, what he's doing right now is what he's always wanted to do. Yeah, just. Lead a life following 
basically in his father's footsteps. Granted, he he wants to be a warrior. Maybe not like this, but yeah, he doesn't want to be like pillage in villages. Which, you know, he at the same time he also was like trying to shy away from that. Like he yeah, because one of the villages citizens. they raided. Exactly. Or at least he tried to, but they didn't understand what he was saying. No, one of them did, because there's a woman, he's like, I warned you, I warned you to run away, I even told you in English. And, but at that point, it was too late, because they all just, the whole village just ended up getting uh, fucking destroyed by Askeladd and his men. And Askeladd makes it very clear, kill them all when they get, when they get to a village. Yeah, yeah they're all dead. Children doesn't kill them all. He does not care. Yeah, kill them all. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, makes it even funnier that he's there's something that's keeping him from killing Thorfinn. Maybe, you know, a small part of me likes to think that maybe it's because he feels like maybe he did his father dirty in that duel. You know, maybe there's something there, or maybe he sees that there is a lot of potential in Thorfinn. So he's just going to exploit that until the, uh, I think it's, I think it's the latter. I think he's just, he sees this powerful warrior and he's going to exploit it for everything that he can. Or maybe, you know, Maybe he's going the the good guy Gary route, and his father said oh, to leave him alone and or like don't harm him. And maybe that's you know he's keeping his word. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe only time will tell. Because right now they got to get past this obstacle that is fucking Thorkill. And we actually get a really cool fight scene here when Thorfinn shows up. And the fight with him with him and Thorkill is actually really really awesome. But uh, Thorfinn still it's as, as badass as he is. He he realizes he's outmatched with Thorkill because just because of just sheer size. Like Thorkill stands like a fucking foot and a half taller than everybody else. Like he is it's like it's like an unstoppable force and an immovable object all rolled into one. Yeah. So And and he'll he'll take one to give one. Like he uh-huh. catches Thorfinn's blade in his hand and it was just like well, now I have your now I got your grip, and then he just fucking ragdolls him. Fucking like, ca- Captain <laughs> Caveman, fucking bunga bunga back and forth. It was so great. But Thorfinn was not one to be uh, not one to be defeated that easily. As uh, you know, he Thorkill knows he's still alive, and um, basically cuts two of uh, Thorkill's fingers off. And it was like, oh, he's like, oh shit, you're pretty, you're pretty tenacious. Who are you? And that's when. Uh, Thorfin, uh, Thorfinn's like, I'm Thorfinn's son of Thor's. And he's like, oh, wait, what, who? And before he can ask, he's like, so when you say Thor's, he's going to ask him, like, if he means that Thor's, he fucking jumps off the side of the bridge, runs back to fucking Askeladd, and... Yeah, because he, he, he's still hurt bad. Like, I think he's oh, got yeah, he ribs broken. Yeah, he, he's fucked up. Um, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he knows his father, so... Yeah, and, he, and he, he's pretty sure that that's the same one because he also knows his mother. And I think he, he notices the resemblance there. I mean, I'm kind of digging in a little deeper than what's there, but I think at this point, Thorkill fucking knows. Because while he is a big, dumb animal, he's also not a big, dumb animal. He's actually really intelligent. Um, so really here, coming down the last kind of arc of these first 12 episodes is Thorkill catches wind that King Swain's son, Prince Canute, is there on the battlefield. So he's like, oh man, let's go get that motherfucker. So basically he, he, his whole thing now is to leave his perch on London Bridge and go capture Prince Canute, which he does very fucking easily. Like, it's not even close. He just hauls ass through the field throwing rocks and sticks and cleaving fuckers in half, gets to the tent where, where Prince Canute is actually praying. I guess he is a you know full-on Christian 
just rips the fucking tent out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and just takes him. Yeah, they, they, they capture him with ease, and of course they want to... He's basically their bargaining chip. They can sell him to you know whichever nation pays the highest, pretty much. Um, yeah, which Askeladd gets the idea to do the same goddamn thing. Because which side is Canute on? Is he on the Danish Can- side? Canute, yeah, Canute is on the Danish side. Okay. Yeah, he is. He is King Sway. He is next in line to be the king of Denmark. Which Prince Canute actually went on to have a very successful empire until his death, when it started to kind of crumble. But then, like when his when Canute's son died. His empire was just gone. Like, it was just fucking, like, the color me bad of historic <laughs> empires. So Here guess, today, gone today. So I guess, like, the only thing I, I kind of get confused on in the show is which mm-hmm. which soldiers are which. Like, because... Well, well, right. because is, is it the guys in the green? Has, yes. The, the guys in yeah, the green the are guys the, in the green Danish? Are the Danish. Okay. But there's also it's also very ragtag because there are a lot of mercenaries around this time. Well, um, and of and course, then, of, of course, uh, fuck, what's his name? Asker. Thorkill? No, no, no Askeladd. Oh, Askeladd. Like Askeladd's mm-hmm. men are all just like wearing whatever the fuck. Um, and they're yeah, also they're just, like they're just mercenaries. Yeah, they're just like switching sides nonstop. But I was I was trying to figure out like who are the Danish uh-huh. and who are the English. Like if there was, you know, something. But I guess the green the guys with the green capes are the the Danish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say and, uh, Prince Canute uh, was the uh, was actually the king. He was um, so Prince Canute, just the real Prince Canute, was the king of England, then the king of Denmark, and then the king of Norway, and then he died in 1035. And he actually he, the um, I want to say the uh, it was the North Sea Empire. It was England, Denmark, and Norway were all united while Canute was the ruler. So so he was very successful. But he's presented as a just like kind of a, a pretty boy here who's super, super weak and just just so easily kidnapped. But so Ascalad gets the idea because he, he's actually his his troop, him and um Thorfinn, they're you know, they're having their talk, which Thorfinn is still fucking reminding him, like, don't think we're friends, dude. Like, I am with you so I can kill you. I'm not letting you out of my sight until I kill you. Which is so funny to me, because Asklan could have killed him a hundred times over at this point. Um, so again, I'm trying to I'm I'm wondering where that where that's gonna go. How, you know, is is Thorfinn eventually gonna get the kill? Is Ask is he gonna forgive Askeladd? Like, I wonder what's gonna happen coming down the home stretch here. Yeah, without me knowing, so, I would assume that I think I think yeah. Thorfinn's going to beat the shit out of him, but spare him. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting too. I mean, you know, I I'll, I'll still be cheering if he just randomly just fucking cuts his head off, and I'll be like, oh, that was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, because Askeladd, you love to hate. You love to hate this guy. Like he's he's such a dickhead, but he's such a successful dickhead. Yeah, I would say he's definitely getting better. Um, oh, mm-hmm. maybe outside of like, the killing the children and women and all that. You know. Yeah, but the, the rooting and pillaging and raping is never cool. Like that's that's not really cool of you. But you know, I don't know. I, I like I like the layers that he has as a character. And um, well, he goes back to his old ways here because he catches wind that um, there's there's a troop that's getting ready that's basically pursuing Thorkill to try to get Prince Canute back. And Thor, uh, sorry, Asclad just kills that messenger, um, who's a who's part of the Danish army. And even Bjorn's like. Dude, what the hell? 
Like, what's going on? That's the guy and, who uh, he chops the head off in front of everybody, right? Yeah, just chops the fucking head off. When he's like, all right, we're going to ride, join the rest of the team to go take out. Because um, basically, Thor, uh, Thorkill is rolling with like 400 of like his, like his like personal like troop. So again, and these are all like, none of these guys are like, well, not none of them. Some of them are English as well. Because, and you realize that when back on the London, when he's fighting on London Bridge, when Thorkill is talking to Floki, some of his men are like, what, what languages are they speaking Danish? Like, what are they speaking? Or are they speaking Norse? Whatever the language is, pardon my ignorance on that. But Asglag gets this crazy idea. It's like, well, fuck it. Let's just go do it ourselves. Let's go take him out ourselves. And then we'll have Prince Canute and we can basically sell him to the highest bidder. Right. And that's what they do. Cause he basically uses, he basically sends a, uh, Thorfinn kind of ahead as a scout to meet up with the uh, the rest of like the Danish army, and Thor- Askeladd takes basically the rest of his people in like a flanking maneuver. And while uh, Ragnar and all of like the Danish people are pursuing and or they're in a battle with uh, Thorkill and his men, Askeladd just lights the fucking woods on fire. Yeah, he's a savage. Um, <sighs> and Ragnar, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the guy that. Is with the prince the entire time, right? Like yeah, he, he's basically he's basically Ragnar's Prince Canute's steward. Yeah, because eventually, whenever they they get to their like confrontation with him and the prince, um, mm-hmm. all right, I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, um, but he like does the speaking yeah. for the prince. Um, basically, yeah, like he and um, yeah, basically he's he's the one who's not necessarily appointed guardian, but is a steward. He basically takes care of the prince while they're not at home. Um, and, you know, Ragnar's very, like, very reserved, very, like, uh, you know, this is this is the fucking prince. You need to act like it, that kind of thing. Um, well, wh- this is where Thorkill and Thorfinn actually meet again on the, on the battlefield while the forest is burning down around them. And this is where uh, Thorkill can actually ask. So when you, we fought before, you know, you mentioned you were the son of Thor's. Does your is your does your mom happen to be Helga? And he's just like you know, Thorfinn's like you know, taken back. Like, how do you know that? And he basically tells like he did, he's like fucking everybody knows who your father is, and doesn't really get. They don't really have the chance to kind of finish that conversation before the uh, they get separated by a tree that's on fire. Um, and basically, Thor kills like ah, fine, whatever. You can take the prince. We're gonna meet you where I know where you're going, and we're gonna meet you there. Yes. So it basically becomes the last couple episodes ends up kind of being this chase to King Swain's camp. Yeah, yeah. So Thorkill basically is like, all right, we're not going to fight here. Um, which I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I also get that feeling that I feel like we're going to get Thorkill on the good guy's side, and I feel like his history with um, Thorfinn's dad might, might kind of, I don't know, maybe in this, yeah. this little rivalry kind of thing that they have going, but you know. Yeah, I think Thor. I think Thorfinn and Thorkill are going to ultimately end up on the same side, just yeah. because like they're this because it's this is the only other person that Thorfinn has met since the day his father died that actually knows who his father is. Right, and, and right from here on, at this point, we kind of have this little chase where we've got um, Asklad and his men cross over to Wales, where they've got another alliance so they're, they're getting their men geared up um 
Thorkill is in hot pursuit of them, realizes they've crossed the river. So now they're going to regroup. Ascalad puts Thorfinn basically in charge of guarding uh, Prince uh, Canute, basically as his like personal bodyguard, which Thorfinn's just like, what the fuck ever. Um, and to end these first 12 episodes, Cody, we're definitely gearing up for a big showdown here. But what we finally see, because one thing we haven't really seen past when Thor's was killed in the fourth episode, we haven't seen any of the family. We've seen, we saw them briefly after they after Eric and after sorry, after Leaf returned to the village to let his wife and daughter know that hey Thorfinn's still out there your your husband was killed and we haven't seen them since but when episode twelve kind of ends Cody we think we see Thor's daughter being sold into slavery and Leaf on a boat not really being able to do anything about it. And he's definitely much older, but we still got that old fucking puby mustache of his. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that was going to be my biggest gripe uh, when we recorded today, yeah. is if the episode didn't end with us seeing... Or if we didn't see those those characters anymore. Because, like, we get introduced to the sister, and I can't remember what her name is. Yavel or... Mm-hmm. Uh, which one? With the, the sister? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um... Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's like you you know, you um oh fuck, what is her Yvelle name? Or, it, it's something along yeah. those lines. Um <clears throat> cuz like, all the boys in the village love her. Well, yeah, and like we haven't seen I think his name's Eero or Ira. Mm-hmm. It was like another kid where it was like he wanted to like marry her and like he was talk like or was kind of gave him mm-hmm. shit on the boat ride and I was like I felt like we were really getting introduced to those characters and like we haven't seen them in a long time and I was like yeah, like you think watching the first couple episodes that like, oh, this is this is who this show's about. It's the Thor's is our main character. We're gonna we're gonna see him just be this village chieftain, and he's gonna fight for his village. And nope, nope, the show is all about Thorfinn. Even though the opening intro, which by the way is a fucking all time banger. Oh yeah, we'll we'll touch on that. We more. talk about that. We'll we'll touch. Yeah, on that's that. an all time fucking bop. Yeah, pretty much this. But fun. it does let you know. I was gonna say, but the uh, the opening the opening cinematic or the intro, like while the song is playing, definitely lets you know that we're gonna see Thorfinn growing up. So there, there's a spoiler right when you watch the first episode, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, even the images just the Netflix show, like it, it looks, it like you see like an older blonde kid, which you then find out is Thorfinn older, like exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much where episode twelve ends is. We see what looks like yeah. his sister being sold to slavery, and then Leaf kind of, you know, an older Leaf, obviously very emotional that he can't stop whatever is happening, or you know, maybe it's her exactly. choosing, maybe she's being sold into slavery by her own choice to, yeah, I don't know, somehow to stop something, maybe somehow, get, maybe somehow get re- get like reunited with uh, Thorfinn. Uh, we'll just have to see. Here's the hope, and they meet up. Here's the hope, and he finds his sister. Absolutely, because I, I feel like. I like a lot of the characters we met in the town. Um, and I hope I hope mm. we get you know brought back to them um, in some way. Plus, I'm pretty sure that Eero guy or Ira or whatever his name is, I'm pretty sure Ray Chase voices him. So he'll Actually, be back. That's a don't w- worry. Yeah, we, we don't let that voice go to waste. I, I can tell you that now. Um, yeah, but overall, I really liked the pacing. I really liked the just the 
story they presented to us. Um, it was a little hard to follow with just how quick, again, they, they go through 11 years in these 12 episodes. So it's not like, well, wait a minute. They were just doing this. They were just doing that. But they do a really good job when, like, when multiple years pass on and there's this war campaign going on, they do a really good job of telling you where they're going, what you're doing. So hats off to the narration aspect of this, these first 12 episodes. Um, but I'm excited to see where it goes, Cody. I'm really excited for these next 12 episodes just to kind of see what, what the outcome of this battle that we're clearly gearing up for and who's going to be on whose side. Because clearly all of our main characters, well, Thorfinn's the only one who is, I feel like, He's not going to leave Ascalad's side until that guy's until he is dead by his hand. Um, but everybody else is kind of motivated by the coin. Yep, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and apparently, Chris, we also have a season two that's premiering in January. So beautiful, beautiful, I beautiful. That. I just I saw am... that as I'm looking through some Vinland Saga stuff. I'm trying to find out if Ray Chase actually does voice this guy, or if it's just some guy that really sounds like Ray Chase. I'm, oh I'm, man, I'm, we have Ray Chase at home, don't we? I'm on the Googling hunt now. Um... Oh man, man, but uh, I can say, I mean, that that really just kind of covers the first twelve episodes. It's just a lot of a lot of build up and just a lot of following Thorfinn through his childhood and him just becoming a man and just watching Ascalad manipulate him for his own money. But I definitely think that there's something bigger going on underneath, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, but like we said, Cody, the the animation is great. The pacing is great. The intro is a fucking bop. Dude, the intro is... I, I, I was really listening to it, and I was like, this is just a straight-up metalcore song. Like, this is, like, the genre of music I listen to regularly, um, for the most part. Um, you know, it, it, with a nice build-up, a nice little chorus, a breakdown. I was, I was like, this is... Mm-hmm. This is a complete fucking... Fucking banger! <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I think Netflix skipped the intro, like you know how it it'll skip the beginning part of like some shows, uh-huh. like the recap part. It skipped mm-hmm. the intro going into one of the episodes, and I rewound it. Like no, 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 no. Oh yeah, I, yeah. You yeah. that's one intro you do not skip. Now the outro, it sounds like Dime Store Fiona Apple. Um, <laughs> the, the the outro doesn't do it for me, so I just let that go. I just let that keep going to the next episode, yeah, just I, so I can get to, to the intro again. Usually, I don't expect much out of an outro. Um, there are some no. exceptions, like um, I think it's the second Parasite outro. Had good, Parasite uh, had a good outro. Parasite did have a good outro. What else has okay outros? Um, one I think of is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, yes, yeah, that's a good the, one. It's the second outro. It's it's the one that plays. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the, the iconic moment where Ed punches back through the door, and he says, "Yep, I'll come back for you. Just you wait." And then it like starts uh-huh. playing that. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think that's the reason I like that outro is just how it like blends it's into the show itself. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't expect much out of the outro, but man, this fucking intro was an absolute slapper. I think it's. I know. I know we haven't ranked many intros on the show. Well, like, I'm actually. It's. I'm actually really glad you said that, Cody, because when we do our next like kind of housekeeping episode. I actually want to rate outros and intros, specifically okay. intros, because I think the intro is more important to really keep to really get you into it. And I remember when I watched the first episode the first time that out that intro started playing, I was like, "Oh, I'm so fucking ready for this." Now, when it comes to outros, didn't uh, 
was it Helsing original that had the the song? Oh, the fucking the Mr. Like Big. Mr. Big. Yeah. yeah. See, there's no, yeah. nothing's coming close to that. So. Yeah, I think I think that that's a pretty handled number one yeah, there. That's that's a first. Place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, love it. We can definitely Classic. go over like some some intros. I mean, obviously there's. There's a couple staples that aren't really going anywhere, um, like Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Bebop, Cannon Busters, which is the the fact that that's like the best part of the show. Like it's, I, if the rest of Cannon Busters could have been as good as the intro, I mean, that would have been like uh, it would be like top five on our list, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I think One Punch Man had a good intro. Oh, it's so dead. It's so dead. Um. Man. Gonna and some of, the, some of the my heroes are good. Yeah, oh, yeah, some of the my hero ones are good. Um, if we ever get to do Fire Force, their first intro is fucking gasoline. Yeah, if, if one day yeah. we get to Naruto, Chris, they, Naruto has about twenty fantastic intros. Oh, just nothing but fucking. Now that's what I call intros, Volume One. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to get an intro ranking on our next little housekeeping episode, like you said, because um, this one is. Like mm-hmm. this, this is a song. I think you said you already had it added to like your playlist. Like, oh, it's on. Yeah, it's like literally on like actual like music playlists that I just have. Okay, now I, I, I hear it come on, and I'm like, yeah. Now, uh, one more side note about the Ray Chase thing. I pulled up Ray Chase, and it looks like the it says he plays additional voices in Bjorn. He plays Bjorn also. Oh, shit. But I'm pretty. That's fucking cool. I'm pretty sure he plays the kid that likes um, Thorfinn's sister. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with the black hair and like the black like hair pulled back in the ponytail. But I don't think he's enough to have like a name featured on. Like Bjorn is one of the yeah. main characters. Yeah, There's... yeah, Bjorn's a main guy, so that definitely makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah, um, Ray Chase definitely yeah, is. The... I'm pretty sure he places this fucking plays this guy. But either way, um... yeah, I mean either way, dude. Like the the voice cast for this show is pretty fucking insane. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm actually, yeah. yeah, I'm actually pulling up the cast now. We've got fucking let's see here. Let's see. Well, there's so there's like five different English actually there's a couple different English casts here. I think there's certain parts that are voiced by certain people. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's because like obviously we have a time skip, so Oh yeah, I know that um, definitely makes sense. Oh now my computer doesn't want to load. Hopefully I don't lose you there. But um but yeah, like voice cast is fucking awesome. Like absolutely fucking awesome. Yelva is her name. That's the name of Yelva, name. thank you. I uh, look like Ari isn't voiced by Ray Chase. Maybe maybe no I was he- maybe I was just hearing Bjorn's voice and thinking that it was mm-hmm. Ray Chase, but Bjorn is voiced by Andrew Love, it looks like, and mm-hmm. um Ray Chase. I wonder if Andrew Love does like the grunting like Bjorn, like, mm-hmm. like Berserker Mushroom Bjorn and Ray Chase oh, the talking man. parts. What a good one. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the voice acting of the show, the animation, the regular music outside of just the, the obvious superb intro um, is also just really mm-hmm. good. Like, um, like you know, just like the war, like the atmospheric music is really good. Um, I really don't have any many gripes about the show at all. Um, no, other than it, it does kind of slow down because after after the initial fight with uh with between Thorfinn and Thorkill, it starts to slow down a little bit. Like you're definitely getting that slow build up, and episode twelve just kind of ends where it's like, okay, all the, all the players are in place, and then we're hopefully the next twelve are going to have some pretty uh 
you know, crazy battles going on. So I'm really excited to dive into the next 12. And the, the show's good. The show is good. It's a, it's a nice change of pace from some of the turds we've been having to watch. <laughs> yeah, and when we say slow down, like, it, it's not like a... It's more it's just letting you up to take a breath. Like, it, this isn't yeah, like definitely a... definitely it's the let me up match. Yeah, this isn't a fucking 13-episode intro to Steins Gate, where it's just like... No, Jesus Christ. the show gonna start, guys? <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have any gripes about this show. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm definitely in for more of it, and um, you know, I can't wait to have a home for it on the rankings after we do the uh, after we do the next 12 episodes. But right now, for, for me, like I said, this is, this is a top five for me. It's very, very good. Yeah, it's super solid. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing more. I'm excited there's a season two on the way. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I'm glad you uh, glad you shared that with us, sir. Yeah, it looks like it's airing. Now, granted, it'll first air in Japan, obviously. And it looks like January 2023. Uh, no exact okay. date yet. Um, but obviously, we'll keep our eye on it. Yeah, we'll probably get it like right there in like the spring, I would assume. Yeah. I hope, or I hope we get it in you the know, spring. When, when we get it, Netflix will be like, it'll be front page news when we log in. Oh, of course. Like, hey. Absolutely. We, I, that, red, that red new episodes banner is what I fucking live for when I yeah. see it on like animes that I like, or any show that I like, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Vinland Saga. Um, and then, of course, we got Jujutsu Kaisen Zero right after that, which I'm also excited for. So, again, smooth waters ahead for the next uh, for the next fucking few weeks here, at least. Oh, it looks like the second opening theme is actually a song from Man with a Mission. So Man with a Mission oh. actually did a, a collab with uh, First Soldier. Oh, well, there you go. With that game, uh, and they've they've also done like some of the My Hero intros. So, mm-hmm. well, this is exciting. Oh, cool, yeah. They're actually like a, they're a big a big band in uh, Japan. Uh, they all wear like wolf masks. Very. Uh, oh, that's very fitting. Very fitting yeah, for Vinland. Yeah, a, su- a super interesting like way to. I don't know. It's just, it's a neat look for a band. I've never seen anything like it. So um, yeah, just a little side <laughs> tangent there. It's like Japanese guar, but yeah, exactly. different. But it's just wolves instead of giant dicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they make a, a bunch of cool anime intros. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited to do the next 12. I'm excited just for everything coming down the pipe. Villain Saga is a must-watch. I think if you're if you're thinking about it, just stop thinking about it. Just watch it. It's very, very good. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, well, not really surprised. You were you were giving it high praise, but um, yeah, it definitely lived up to it. So, um, look at yeah, like I said, I. I, I I sincerely mean it when I say I'm not going to fucking nominate anything else that hasn't been vetted. And even if, and even if it's passable, like even if it's like, it's okay, I'll still consider it. I, but if it sucks, I'm not, I'm not even going to fucking we're keeping our, give it the time of day. We're keeping our guards up. Uh, That's right. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to check out more of this and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Chris. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm out of my, my cans are empty here. Oh no! Yeah, mine are too. My my bottles be empty. Yeah, and yeah. I can't have that. Yeah, we cannot have that. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week's episode, guys. Obviously, be sure to tune in next week when we cover the final twelve episodes of season one of Ooh, Inland Saga. Can't wait. Um, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, just at Shonen and Suds on Twitter, you can participate in our polls, which we will be announcing a new poll next week. Um. So if you guys got any show suggestions for us, uh, we will put those in our backlog. We probably won't listen to them. We, we will humor them. <laughs> yeah, we, 
Yeah, we we will keep our guard up for those. Um, yeah, I think our yep. next our next poll was pretty much decided. Uh, you guys will have to tune in next week to find out about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, Cody Snodgrass. And I'm Chris Adams, and thanks for hanging out while we watch good anime again. And I love it. <laughs>